Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Go Up, podcast edition. Where we explore the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. We are your hosts, I'm Dean. And I'm Kritas. And Kritas, today... Today... What are we going to talk about today? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that narrows it down, you know. <laughs> it's always a good... You know, I remember once when we were little, we were camping and my cousins were there and my uncle tried to do... A church service. Yeah. The campground. He has oh, five okay. boys. And my parents have four girls. That's yeah. a lot, a lot of kids. And we were very hyper children. So he's trying to do this church service by himself. And he asked his son a question. They obviously weren't paying attention. And their only answer, which had nothing to do with the question, was, um, Jesus? And it happened so many times. They just would throw that answer, Jesus, out. And then we learned that, okay, if you just answer Jesus, like 75% of the time, it works. Can, it works. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so one time I was trying to prepare for a service at a church I was working for. Mm. And uh, we were in a service planning meeting with all the pastors. Yeah. And I asked the pastor, so, Pastor Antonio, what are you going to be preaching on? He's from uh, Puerto Rico. Okay, yeah. I preached Jesus. Nice. <laughs> Next week, Jesus. I think, thanks. That narrows it down. That really helps. That really helps. You know, we talked about the glory, the, you know, he had no agenda. That's right. Yeah, that's the... Jesus is the only agenda. Yes, that's the way to go. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness. Right. It's hard for people to swallow the no agenda <laughs> thing. So hey, that's wait. what we're going to talk about today. No agenda. Yeah. <laughs> How do you live a life? in relationship with him and let his agenda be first. Snap. That's where we're going. Okay. I love it. Okay. So if this podcast is encouraging to you, consider hitting like or subscribe. And there's also that. Notification bell. Yeah. Ding. Ding. If you You love even more notifications in your life. (laughs) We all need more (laughs) notifications, don't we? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, there's also a website, letsgoup.us. Mm-hmm. All kinds of interesting things on there. Mm-hmm. Connections to lots of different let's go up places and yeah, things. Yeah, we're hip. We're with it. We are. We've got technology. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we're a little bit square, aren't we? <laughs> but what means this word thumbnail? It says I need a thumbnail. <laughs> That's all good. Curtis, uh, you told me an interesting story today oh my God. about your daughter. Oh, my goodness. And her lemonade stand. Okay, this is hilarious. So she wanted to raise some money because she wanted to buy this video game that we weren't going to buy her, just some Mario or something. I don't know. And she's like, I know. I used to make money with lemonade stands. Yeah, smaller. So she just makes her lemonade, does her little stand, and she's making the poster. And she's like, hmm, how much should I charge per cup of lemonade? Like a dollar, mom? Like, I don't know. What does a cup of lemonade go for these days? She's like, you know what? I'm just going to write free because then if people don't have money, they can just have a cup of lemonade. And if they do have money, they can just give me money if they want to. That's the heart of Jesus right yeah, there. Yeah, just there you go. I'm just going to do free. Okay. So she's doing her free lemonade stand, raspberry lemonade, okay. Yeah. Next level, next level. Yeah. <laughs> Chilled as well. So Chilled raspberry yeah, lemonade. Some heart put into what this. What could be better? Exactly. So she's got a little free sign and this kid is making money. It's ridiculous. Like I think after like she did it for a few days, three days, I think, 
raised all the money for the video game. I think those things are like $70 or 65 Canadian dollars. That's a lot of money. She raised that. She made $75 in three days with, with a free stuff. With free lemonade. With free lemonade. <laughs> yeah, she gave away a lot of free, especially little kids would come by because we live on a pretty busy street and little kids would be walking to the park and get their cup of lemonade or there's a skate park down the road from us so some of the teenagers would get their refresher. But yeah, a lot of people paid. And this one man, so funny, he pulls up in his truck and he's like, how much? And she's like, it's free. That's impossible. He got That's impossible. That's impossible. That was his. Nothing is free. And she's like, this is free. <laughs> Nothing. That, and he couldn't do it. He had to dig through and get his change. And this other lady says, oh, I stop at every lemonade stand because I used to do this as a kid. So she probably knows that feeling of like dozens of cars driving by yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the summer sweltering heat. She's like, how much? Free. What? That's not a very good deal for you. <laughs> She's like, well. Not a good business plan. Yeah. I'm like, little do you know. But And that's what my daughter said. She's like, yeah, like so many people drive by and they look at the free and they smile. So they're happy. And then some of them got free. And then all these other people just paid for theirs. So it was oh. just a win, win, win situation. Hmm. Just who would have thought? <laughs> that is so interesting. <laughs> the kingdom of heaven does work opposite to the ways of the world. Yeah. Well, and like the man... Anything free is impossible. Jesus freely gave his life. Gave it all. That's a hard one. There you go. For even many believers to swallow the freely for the ones that were beating yeah. and insulting and ridiculing beyond recognition. The beating was so bad. He gave his life for them too. Mm -hmm. That's a hard one to really, if you can't accept a free cup of lemonade, <laughs> it's huge, right? So... Salvation is free, greatest. Yeah, it's amazing. And when you receive it, I feel like you can then receive free things in life. <laughs> There's some kind of an object lesson in there that's so deep, I don't even know where yeah. it starts and where it ends. <laughs> it all began with lemonade. And it all starts and it all comes out of the heart of a child. Yeah, pretty amazing. It's crazy. You see these simple depictions of his goodness in just everyday life, mm -hmm. right? So what's the father been putting on in your heart this week? Oh, you know, uh, laundry. Laundry, okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is about this mountain of laundry this week, but there's just been a lot of laundry, never ending in this particular week, you know, but we did come back from a little road trip right? a couple so you were weeks gone. ago. Yeah. So it just, I don't know, maybe I waited too long. One thing but... I've been wondering, you were gone. Yeah. Since you've been back, have you seen the dove? Oh my goodness. I just have me. to know about the dove. I'm going to make you wait. On the dove. You're going to make me wait. <laughs> okay, the dove is back. It's back. Wait, let me backtrack. There is something about the dove. Oh. But let me tell you about the laundry. Okay. I'm telling you, even when you're doing mountains of endless laundry, Jesus is there. Okay. One of my friends said to me, Kritas, I just, it's so hard when you have little kids who, like, the second you sit down, it's like, Mom, right? How do you find that quiet time or that, you know, alone in the closet time with God and you know, waking up throughout the whole night. And I'm like, you know what? There's these seasons where the quiet place is in the laundry. No kid is bothering you when you do laundry. So it's like, that could be your quiet space with the Lord. Like he speaks to me doing the laundry, doing the dishes. There are certain seasons in life where sitting down isn't the most relaxing. <laughs> it's just almost impossible. True. You know, you can find these places of quiet stillness with him anywhere. So anyways, that's my laundry story. So I wanted to add here because 
a couple of weeks ago, James was here with us. Mm-hmm. And he talked about the little book, Practice of the Presence of God with mm, Brother Lawrence. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother Lawrence would do dishes. He was a person who worked in a monastery. He cooked and he did dishes. And he would do that and the presence of God would be on him. Yeah. So strong. So I went back into my library and I picked that little book out and I read it again. Mm-hmm. And it really encouraged me, whatever I do, why not do it with the presence? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's two ways, right? Yeah. You got a choice. Mm-hmm. We can either do it with or without. Yeah. So why not with? So much better with. So much better yeah. with. And then you're yeah. actually finding yourself having a good time <laughs> yeah. doing these, whatever you're doing, you know? And I also learned that whether we like what we're doing or not is irrelevant. Mm, yeah. Because whatever you do, oh, do it unto see. him, right? Yeah. Well, and then it's like anything that happens, say you're going for a flight and you delayed all these things that agitate people in airports. Right. If you have that mindset with him, that relationship with him where the presence is just there while I'm walking in, while I'm sitting my bag down, while you're not now trying not to get frustrated at that. It's just, okay, there's an opportunity mm-hmm. to worship God, love those around me, show grace to say the workers behind the counter. Yeah. And you start seeing the joy it brings into your life, yeah. just spending time in his presence in every situation and not trying to make it this structured, has to look a certain way. So-and-so said their quiet time looks like this. And is this beautiful, quaint little cabiny thing. Like, just don't compare. Cabiny? <laughs> you know, a little cabin <laughs> You know why I say this? Because when we were visiting our friends in Saskatchewan, they have a little tiny forest in their yard. Like, oh, you could build like a little prayer hut in there, (laughs) a mom prayer hut. (laughs) But any of those situations, you can be worshiping him and having that time with him, right? Obviously, spending time alone is important with the Lord if you do it, but not feeling discouraged if you can't because he'll meet you anywhere. Brother Lawrence used to pray, God now that I'm going to do this or this task, please be with me in that task. Mm. And that's what I've started to realize is that it's irrelevant. Yeah. What we're doing is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Whether we like it or not is irrelevant. Yeah. Whether it feels good or not is irrelevant. Hmm. What is relevant is, are we loving the Lord with our... Our whole our, heart. Our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yeah, to love him with your whole strength, your whole mind. Yes, your whole mind. That's one thing that he constantly brought out in that little book is keep your mind on him. That's how we love him with our mind. Yeah, that's just... Is we just keep it focused on him. It's, yeah, okay, so... Okay, the dove. The dove, yes. Greetus, tell me about the we dove. We were gone. Two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> so I did my best to keep this dove alive. The little perch I'd made, I'd stuck a whole bunch of little bowls in there. I just filled a whole bunch of seeds. Okay. My dad had said, you're going to get rats and raccoons and okay. all other creatures. I was like, yeah, I could, but let's just trust God with the bird seed. So we yeah. came back and the dove is still around. It's alive, but it looks a lot skinnier. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because it's been so hot that it's just sloughed a lot of feathers. Right. Or if it's really malnourished, there's only one way to find out. Shave the dove. Then you can tell if it's malnourished. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, dove is alive, but skinnier. But just skinnier. Okay. Whether it's starvation or fasting, or it's just lost some feathers. Intermittent fasting, that's <laughs> Intermittent. what it is. I hear that's really good it's for your, your body. <laughs> but it's alive. It seems more comfortable with me, as if it missed me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's making more, more eye contact. 
and it just doesn't flutter away as often. So, uh, Cretus, mm -hmm. it has no idea who it's dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> the one that wants to shave it. No, <laughs> don't do it. Are you really emaciated? It's hard to tell with all those feathers. <sighs> yeah, so. I thought maybe it would be gone, but it's still there. And I know. that makes me feel good inside. I actually really thought it'd be gone because, yeah. Many other things weren't the way we expected them to be when we got back. We have this little outdoor small little pool for the kids. We thought we'd hung enough chlorine pucks and stuff in there for nope. It was just a green swamp. I don't know what a happened. Green swamp. Okay. <laughs> it was bad. It was not. Yeah, the dub was there, but the pool was not. You got it cleaned up again? <laughs> yeah. Vigilance. Okay. Yes, it was a lot of work. Can't drain water right now. Our city's on a water restriction. I think our province is on a water restriction. Notice, the world right? is on a water restriction. Do not use water. You're not allowed to top up fountains. You're not allowed to water things, whatever. Do You're not allowed to refill pools or anything. So we were like, right. we got this green swamp. We can't drain it. <laughs> and it's still like a heat wave. Like Donald Trump drained the swamp. <laughs> yeah, we cannot drain the swamp. <laughs> We must de-swamp the swamp. So with the help of the Lord, uh, prayer, many, many um, algaecide dumps and filter changes okay. and shocks with chlorine, it is now clear. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. So, Dean. How does a person live a life without agenda before mm -hmm. the Lord, with all the things that happen all the time? Mm -hmm. What's it like to lay it down? Yeah. Like we have a lot of stuff that goes on, don't we? Yeah, I feel like the first word that comes into my mind is trust. Trust. That's all I'm going to go with. You're going with trust. It's all on you now. It's all on me. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> that makes me feel really good. Okay, let me ask you a question related to your question. Okay. Jesus style, right? Jesus I'll answer style. your question if you can answer my question. Okay, yes, you're right. That's what he did. <laughs> Except his would be a little more challenging than mine maybe. But you worked in ministry for many, many, many years. That's yes. actually when I met you. You were in ministry, That's worship right. ministry. Yeah. How do you see this question of yours with agenda yep. in what you did back then, how you did it, and maybe moments where did you lay down agenda ever and see something different? Like, how did that look? Is it a good question? That's Is a it good Jesus question. question? <laughs> I'll answer your question if you can answer me this one. <laughs> Ministry is a very interesting place to be. Mm. Let me tell you why. The reason why is because ministry is saturated with agenda. Mm. Okay. First of all, you have the agenda of who you're working for. If you're working in church, a church will have a denomination. That mm. denomination generally has their agenda, their own set of doctrines, their own set of beliefs, and those beliefs they instill in their leadership in their own Bible colleges. Oh, right. So, so are Bible colleges like specifically denomination driven? Like Not all, yeah. but a lot of them are. You have that to deal with. You have the agenda of the church, um, their vision. There's a lot of stuff. Okay, mm. so when you work in a ministry, if you want to be successful and if you don't want to ruffle feathers like on your dove, <laughs> what you learn after a while is you learn to lay down your agenda for that of what you're working with and who you're working for. In my own personal journey, I actually laid down who I was mm. for ministries for so long that I actually lost my own voice. The funny thing about where I am now in life and here you and I are talking and we can say what's on our heart. Now, it's not like we're not connected and we're not accountable to people because I actually do 
have a group of people that I'm accountable to, Mm -hmm. but in a very different way. I have a group of people who love and care for me and who believe in me. And I mean, if they see something that's off, they'll definitely come and tell me, but they're not there looking for their own agenda to make me go under it. Mm. Right now, I don't work for ministry. And because of that, you and I are free here Mm. to be able to say what's on our hearts and what we believe the Father is saying. Mm. But in those circumstances, I lost my own voice. I think after doing it for so many years, because I was in it for so many years, I didn't even know who I was anymore. Now, that's me. That's not everybody. There's a lot of good stories as well. But for me, just the type of person I am, my personality, I love being a team player. Yeah. I love working with other people way more than I like working on my own. Mm-hmm. That's why you and I are sitting here because I love well, working with other people. And you, yeah, you tried it by yourself. <laughs> I tried the right. podcast by myself. I did try a <laughs> podcast by myself. So for those of you that are listening, you do not want to know what this looked like with just Dean. <laughs> You don't want to know. I was his last desperate attempt at getting this. You were not my last desperate attempt. (laughs) It's all right. I don't mind. (laughs) My attempts on my own looked so awkward. It's hard to have a conversation with a camera. I know. With yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Like if you're alone uh, talking to a camera. That must have been. (laughs) With your own mind. (laughs) I've always loved the collaboration of talking with people and having conversations. I found so often the thing that makes me come alive is when. For instance, when I go over to Cretus and Nathan's place mm-hmm. and we sit for an evening and we talk about Jesus and we don't know where four hours has gone. <laughs> yeah. There's been so much revelation in the mm. conversation and the Holy Spirit's been there. Iron has sharpened iron mm. and he's brought things out that none of us could have thought of on our own. Yeah, I've always loved that. Mm. And so, yeah, having a conversation with myself like that, it didn't work <laughs> out so well. <laughs> Listen, any excuse to talk about Jesus with someone, I'm like, all right, sure, I'm in. He's good. So if you want to know what actually happened, I'll tell you right now, okay? Tell them. I'm going to tell them. (laughs) When I was thinking of doing a podcast, the first person I asked was my wife. That would be so sweet, you know? Let's do a honey husband and wife team. There you go. Lots of husband and wife teams out there. Yeah. But my wife was like, no, I don't think I'm the right person. Mm. And who is the right person? Anyhow, this was Friday that my wife and I talked about it. She said to me, Dean, let's both make a list of people that we think might work. Mm. So we both made a list. Donald Trump was at the top. (laughs) (laughs) She said, let's compare notes on Monday morning. So on Monday morning, we both got out our lists and Caritas was on top of both of our lists. Weird. So strange. (laughs) Yeah, that's That's why we asked you. Wow. Look at that. Here we are. Yeah. It was a God thing. Yeah, it was. Back to agenda. You know, when you were talking just before we took this little detour about... (laughs) It was a detour. (laughs) It was a a super big detour. always good, right? I'm still in road trip mode after driving to Saskatchewan, so... It's kind of like we are on a road trip right now Uh (laughs) with this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) We should just go in the RV and do the podcast on the road. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe someday. Who knows? (laughs) But one thing you were saying before our little detour made me think about, you were talking about your personality and how this is how you dealt with the agenda and stuff of ministry. You also have a lot of honor for people and ministries and churches. Like that's one of the first things that really stood out to me about you was how much honor you had for people, even in their opinions. When I realized how different they were from yours and you still honored them so much, Mm. 
when you're used to a world that argues right. about everything and then there's someone who you know just has a completely different opinion but just has so much honor for the person mm-hmm. that was one of the big eye-openers for me of like a new way of being with people right yeah because i've been in situations where you know people come at me with arguments yeah and i actually don't think that way it's not my way of doing things i feel like if you actually love like jesus loved everybody no matter what they carry and no matter how different it is from you mm-hmm. everybody carries something precious i don't care who yeah. they are and i don't care how much they disagree with you mm. Everybody comes at this somewhere down deep inside from a place of wanting truth and sincerity. Somewhere in there is Mm -hmm. sincerity. And if you can honor that in a person, put aside all of the things and just honor them for who they are and for who the Father has made them. It reminds me of when he says, to the pure, all things are pure. Yeah. When you're living with this pure motive and this pure relationship with him, you start seeing people different. I don't know. All like, of them. Why would I argue with somebody who is made in the image of the father? Yeah. Especially over something that's not like important. Because I can tell you <laughs> what, usually it's not. when we get to heaven, Jesus is not going to look at us and say, so did you nail the doctrine, bro? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, you got this and this and this all wrong. <laughs> Actually, what he's going to say is, how did you love? Mm-hmm. And in the end, I think we're all going to realize that we all had it a lot wronger than we mm. yeah. <laughs> thought, right? Yeah. None of us are going to have nailed the doctrine. Yeah. And how did we, you love is so important. How did you love? Like, But we live in a world that loves to debate. Mm. I think one thing about social media is that it's given everybody a platform to let human nature... <laughs> mm rear its ugliest head, which is self, Mm -hmm. Uh, what I, Mm -hmm. I, I, Mm -hmm. my opinion, me, it's what I think that matters. Yeah. There are seven and a half billion people in this world and every single one of them has a different opinion. Hmm. Get over it. Hmm. We all think differently. What's to say that God hasn't made us think all differently for a purpose? Hmm. Why should diversity be seen as a negative. Yeah. God made apostles, prophets, mm-hmm. pastors, teachers, evangelists. There's five completely different ministry gifts there mm-hmm. for the edification and building up of the church. Yeah. It's the body, diverse. right? You have a it's brain, body. kidney, skin, digestive system. All of it is vital. It's all vital, <laughs> even though it looks and thinks differently. When you get close to him and you lay down your agenda... And you genuinely want to see the way he sees mm-hmm. and live the way he says we can live and be one with him. Like you start to understand how Stephen could be currently being stoned and still say, do not hold this against them. Yeah. And Jesus being tortured and saying, forgive them, Father. But what I find is that people become very cause driven. Mm. This will be very controversial. Um, hold your emails <laughs> on this. <laughs> I've thought about that a lot. Jesus was alive during one of the most oppressive. Oh yeah, seriously, psycho like leadership. Psycho leaders, you're right. Not okay. This is what we have 
on steroids. <laughs> Dean, Dean's quote, on, on steroids. steroids. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a soldier would come up behind you on the road, tap you on the shoulder and say, you're going to carry my stuff for the next five miles. And you had no choice but to take all that heavy load yeah. and carry it. And Jesus said, if he wants you to take it a mile, take it two. Hmm. Yeah. Jesus never involved himself in causes. Yeah. They tried to get him to. Jesus, they're making us pay this unfair temple tax and they don't oh. have to pay it. Like that is not fair. Just whose face is on the coin? Caesar. All right. Give to Caesar what Caesar's. Give to God what's God. Whose face is on you? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, you know, make my brother divide the family inheritance with me. Who made me your judge? Boy? Yeah. Yeah, no. which rattled them because I think they were expecting. Well, of course they were expecting it because they were expecting him to come in as king. Yeah, knock level down the Roman Empire. Roman Empire <laughs> and take over as their yeah. Messiah, but he didn't do that. He came in in a different way. Mm. I think that we need to really find the heart of the Father Yeah, and make sure that whatever cause that we are taking up, that we're not taking it up out of fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Or our agenda. Or our agenda, yeah. Or our motive. And make sure that we don't attach our patriotism to an agenda that we put on to God. Mm. Yeah. Because God, he brings up nations, mm -hmm. he brings down nations, he brings up leaders and he brings them down. Yeah. He actually is in charge Mm -hmm. the agenda when it comes to the nations. Yeah. I love how the passion words that scripture, there's no male or female or Jew or Gentile, slave or free, Scythian or Roman or whatever. Yeah. But he's like, you are one in Christ. Yeah. Like all of this stuff that we use to create identity around and motive and mindsets around. It's not saying that he didn't make you unique and special for a reason. Doesn't mean that your race is like this random thing. Like he loves Being the way. Icelandic? Yeah. He loves your pasty pink skin that tans to a nice pinky hue. Crispy. <laughs> Crispy pinky hue. <laughs> but like, it's not our identity. It's him. It's yeah. one in him in a world that tries to create all these external identities and nation or race or mm -hmm. whatever it is. Married, not like anything. Yeah. Male or female, the big, yeah. you're one in me. Right. But he made males and females. Of course. It's obviously this part of his creation. He made like pasty white pink people <laughs> and gloriously tan yeah. olive people. <laughs> Who I'm completely jealous of, <laughs> by the way. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's just your identity is in him, that you can use all those things to honor him, but it's not driving your motive and your agenda. Detour. It's a good detour. Yeah. So when it comes to our personal relationship with God, one-on-one, -on -one, him and us, mm -hmm. and the journey that we're on in life, let's talk about the dreams of our heart, things that we desire inside of us. Yeah. Rita, how do you bring that up before the Lord? How do you talk to him about stuff like that? It's changed over the years. Okay. It feels more natural now. The more I've realized how much of a father he is mm -hmm. and how affectionate he is and how good he is, like it's changed. It's just become more fluid and natural. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just way more relational mm -hmm. on my part. Relational, I think is a good word. Yeah. Quite a few years ago, I discovered I could dream, you know, because I hung around Bethel Church a lot, as I know you and Nathan have. You know, you've gone down there for trips and stuff. Mm, yeah. Uh, my wife and I, there was one period of time where 
in the span of a few years, we went down there a dozen times. Wow. We just would go up and down mm-hmm. the I-5. Yeah. We knew every like little town and every stop. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's nice, that one, the biggest thing that stood out to us is we felt God calling us there for a particular reason. And then we weren't, we had no agenda. We weren't expecting much, but the thing we left the most with was we had never seen anything like it. Just like a group of consistently joyful people. Yeah, they're all happy there. <laughs> See some guy walking alone in a parking lot and he's just smiling and just oh. there's this peace and joy. And we're like, what? It's just, it was like unusual for us, and, right. but amazing. We're like, okay, this feels right. This feels like thriving. We went there so many times that we felt like it was home. Mm. Like it was our home church. Yeah. We would walk in, we would, you know, go into the back, we would go into the bleachers. They would say, oh yeah, let's uh, stretch your hand out to your neighbor and pray for them. And we'd be like, it felt like we were so part of it. Mm -hmm. But when we were there at that particular time, they were talking a lot about dreaming and Mm. the culture that they had going at the time, they actually called it dream culture. Mm. And so all of a sudden you learn that you can dream and the presence of God is so strong, it fosters dreams in your heart. It brings things up. Mm. Wow, all of a sudden, the sky is the limit. Mm. We can do anything. <laughs> Let's dream huge. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's yeah. dream big. We're mm. taught to dream big. Wow. We're encouraged yeah. to dream big. The presence of God on us and in us is bringing up all these dreams in our heart. Mm-hmm. And we're going nuts. Well, because he says, get your hopes up. Yes. And we, our hopes are right? like, you might be conditioned to don't get your hopes up. Don't get, but you know, you start to realize your conditioning in the world isn't how we're meant to live. Get your hopes way, way up. Right. Dream way, way up. <laughs> so now we're driving all over the place. You know, I'm a sensor. I'm a feeler. So I'm feeling the presence of God in a particular town that we're mm. driving f- through. And I'm like, we don't need a map. God, do you want us to start a church here? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God, what do you want to do here? Yeah. Praying into it, you mm-hmm. know, wow. but you know, after a while, you know, all of those things and all those dreams, they went nowhere. Mm. Okay. Eventually you come back home <laughs> <laughs> and now you got to make it work here day to day and you've got to learn day-to-day presence you've got to learn dreaming daily as part of um relationship yeah kids like to put on a cape a superman cape and jump off tables and chairs (laughs) and pretend like they are superheroes but eventually if you're 30 years old and you're doing that (laughs) what do you you might hurt yourself So, you know, eventually I learned that this is not about our agenda Mm -hmm. and the things in the dreams that are in our heart are not necessarily bad, but eventually dreams have to meet presence, Mm -hmm. have to meet his heart, have to meet reality, have to have favor, have Mm -hmm. to have financing. Yeah. Like all of these things go together. Mm -hmm. Dreaming actually has to come in conjunction with his heart. Mm -hmm. All of the things that are inside of us They've got to meet him. His heart has to come in there, right? Yeah. Hmm. And when you come face to face with him, eventually you've got to lay all that stuff down. Mm-hmm. You've got to lay your agenda down. Yeah, which sometimes can be hard because some of those dreams could be pretty exciting. They are and so like... exciting. I guess I do not want to say to anybody, I'm just looking into this camera, I do not want to say to anybody, don't dream. Dream big. Mm-hmm. But realize that dreaming has to find its place 
in conjunction with his heart mm-hmm. and his favor. And your dream, if his favor is not on it, it might not happen the way that you think. Mm. So find his heart. And be okay with that. And be okay with that. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. We've gone through that in our personal life recently. Like um, it was right before the pandemic. We really felt like God was calling us for like, a, I think about a year. Nathan had really been feeling compelled to learn Spanish. That's right. I remember had that. no idea why. It made no sense. So we knew that's got to be from the Lord. And then that just led us through like prayer and dreaming that he wanted us to move to Costa Rica. We both had the same word and we found in our relationship that when we both have the same word, it's like seamless. So we just were like, all right, let's do this. All these obstacles. People thought we were insane because you have this disabled child and what about your the housing market and you're not going to be able to get back in and whatever this and you get this and all, all sorts of reasons. You could write them all down and have pages. But we're like, I don't know, just, we had this dream. We feel like God's saying, go for it. And so we just started to go for it. And we put our house on the market and just started like doing the motion, started purging things like unnecessary things in our life. And then the pandemic happened and all the airports shut down and all, I don't know. And then just suddenly it felt like God was like, nope, like, nope, not yet. Or no, not, mm-hmm. nope later. Just, but like, just nope. We just were like, all right. And we just trusted him. Maybe it's later. Maybe it's not. But the questions we often got from so many people in our life was like, is it later? What about this? Well, you guys did this and are you going to sell or are you... But you already listed it. Now you have to pull it off the market and all these things. But we were just like, oh, we didn't overcomplicate it. We just felt like there was a pause and we felt peace with his pause yeah. and lining with his agenda with, and having none of our questions answered. Yeah. Why did you go through all this? Why would he? We didn't care why. We feel his goodness. We know his goodness. We just want to follow his agenda. And sometimes it's as much about the obedience of taking those steps Sometimes mm-hmm. the father just wants to know, yeah, how far will they go? Well, and maybe it had nothing to do with us because I had one friend who um, actually said to me, it really affected me that you guys did that and started doing that because they had really felt a draw to ministry in their early marriage. But to see you be willing to trust God enough that you would even go there, it like encouraged her heart to such a level in trust with him mm-hmm. and kind of reopened their dream door. Yeah. to ministry that wow. they kind of had closed out of fear. And so maybe it had nothing to do with us. Maybe it was yeah. just something to do with opening their dream. And their, I don't know, who knows? But yeah. we just trust him so much that it's like, eh, <laughs> all right. Today yeah. we get to glorify him in this situation. <laughs> yep. Sometimes it takes years and sometimes we don't understand why we have certain things that we come up against and mm-hmm. why the door gets closed. Yeah. But eventually, if we keep pursuing his heart, he's going to bring us to the place where it's even better. Yeah, you can't go wrong when you pursue his heart. (laughs) Because he's he's even better than we Mm -hmm. know. (laughs) Yeah, I actually had um, someone tell us that when we were originally starting the process of moving this wise, elderly couple who had spent their life in missions and stuff and said, for us... It was a five-year process from right. when the dream started to the reality. Five years. We're doing it now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it just seemed like strange. And that was part of my growing was like, okay, that was like really wise advice. Mm. And I felt like instant. Now this is it. We got the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was just interesting. I recently did something. I was thinking about my life where I am now. Mm. Because I'm in a very different place than I've been. 
yeah. in a long time. Yeah. I, you know, God took you right out of your comfort zone there. Yes, and <laughs> very much so. You know, put me in a place where I had to learn something brand new. But you've but never yet, known as much about blueberries as you, <laughs> as you do now. Who knew I would know <laughs> about blueberries? Oddest thing. But because I'm there, we can do this. Because mm. we were talking about agenda. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm in the blueberry field, what I say here. <laughs> mm. Whereas before it mattered. Mm. I laid down my agenda for the cause and for the group and for my brothers and sisters in honor, like you said, mm. because I wanted to be true to what I was doing and be a team player. Yeah. But the father brought me out of that and he brought me here. And I can't say that I don't miss it. You miss it. I really do miss <laughs> yeah. it. I did love ministry work. And mm -hmm. I believe that he'll bring me back there. Yeah, but you're, I, too, you're too good at it <laughs> to stay away. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking though, when praying and just praying about the things that are on my heart. And so about two weeks ago, just after you left for your trip, your mm -hmm. road trip, I made a list, 10 things. Mm. If I were here today and if I wanted to be somewhere else in a year, what would it look like? Mm. What would be the things on my heart? Mm. What would be my dreams? What would I want life to look like if I could have it any way I wanted yeah. it okay. to be in a year? Yeah. What would what would have to transpire and mm -hmm. what would be the things that would have to change? And of course, that's completely full of my agenda. <laughs> it's all me, right? Yeah. yeah. So I made the list and then I thought, well, this is a great list. Um, I really like this. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Jesus about it. Right. So I love it. Yeah. Uh, I love my list. There's no problem in this plan. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I spent time with uh, with the Father and with Jesus like I always do, and I couldn't even show him my list. You like I know. couldn't even read it to him. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> whenever I would go into his presence, it would just seem so wrong. <laughs> As if, if I would bring this up now, yeah. everything that we're building together, the love that we have, the tenderness and the goodness mm. of God and the presence of God, it would like leave. Like I couldn't, mm. I couldn't. Yeah, bring myself. It didn't have that. It didn't mesh with what it was did happening. Not mesh. Like it didn't go together. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I guess my I brought my book. I brought it. Oh, a little journal. Yeah, my little journal. So you wrote it in the I wrote it in back. the back, right? right <laughs> it's like here. it's like foreshadowing. It's like you knew <laughs> before you it, knew. <laughs> I wrote it in the back, um, all ten points, okay. and I thought to myself, you know what? I guess my 10 points will just have to stay in the back of my journal. <laughs> and that's where Man. it's going to stay. So Monday, two days ago, I was praying. I was in his presence. And I heard him say to me, why don't we have a look at your list? Whoa. And I'm like, what? I laid my list down. He's like, yeah. no, I'd, I'd actually like to look at it. Hmm. And for the next 45 minutes, the father and I looked at my list. Wow. And we talked about every one of the things on my list. Oh, man. And he shared insight with me, hmm. told me some things that probably just shouldn't be on the list at all, hmm. and encouraged me to go for other things Whoa. that were on it. Hmm. And showed me a couple of things that weren't on it that should be on it. <laughs> and one more thing. One of the things on my list, he said to me, 
That's interesting. He said, I'm going to go talk to the Father about that. I was talking to Jesus. He said, I'm going to go talk to the Father about that. I'm going to get back to you in a couple of days on that. So I was like, okay, great. So yesterday I came back and once again, I had laid it down and the Holy Spirit said to me, by the way, the Father's giving you a green light on that. You can do that now. Wow. This is talking about laying down our agenda, mm. picking up his, mm-hmm. finding his heart. When something's on your heart, don't go barging into the throne room with it. You know mm. what? Wait for the timing of the Holy Spirit. He wants that conversation with us even more than we want it. Yeah. Wow. But it's got to be in the right time and it's mm-hmm. got to be in the right place. It's got to be when our heart is in the right place. Yeah. It's got to be when the context is right. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, Caritas, you and Nathan, there's a certain love and a certain rapport that the two of you have. And there's certain things that simply wouldn't be appropriate to talk about at certain times, right? Mm. Like probably now wouldn't be a good time to bring up the way he breathes when he sleeps. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a time and a place for everything and for every conversation. And the father wants to have those conversations Mm -hmm. with us. But for goodness sakes, let's lay our agendas down and let's let him bring it up. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and make your list. But let him choose when he wants to talk to us about it. Because he's got the wisdom. He's got the insight. He's got the vision. Mm. He knows, right? Well, and it reminds me of when he says he will give you the desires of your heart. Like he changed the desires on your list there. Yes, he did. He gave you new desires for your list. Yep. That were probably a lot better than what you originally had, I bet. (laughs) Some of them actually were way better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So... I think that's just where we wanted to get today. We wanted to get to that place where we just talk about agenda Mm -hmm. and the Father and always find out what's on his heart and go with that. Yeah. The way you've put it is very simple. It's not complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Kratos, that's it for today. All right. Until next time. Until next time. Mm -hmm. Such a good conversation. We can store up here for a while. Yeah. I wish you all the best in fattening up your dove again. <laughs> I hope that works out for you. Yeah. I hope someday for that bird to actually come here yeah, and make our, a visit. Our, I make jokes at home sometimes. It's like, I'm going to catch this dove and I'm just going to sneak it into Dean's studio <laughs> and release it mid-podcast. Oh my goodness. Because that would work on a podcast because you would hear the fluttering. It would have quite an effect. They are very loud <laughs> flyers, very fluttery. <laughs> there are a lot of doves at the farm and when they fly, I love the frequency that's on their wings when they fly. There's almost a whistling sound mm, on yeah. their wings. Yeah. Okay, Kratos, that's where we're going to leave it today. That was fun. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us this week as we discussed the glories of Agendaless living. Agendaless living. Yeah. It's another let's go up new word. Yeah, we'll start our own dictionary. We are going to start our own dictionary. (laughs) I hope you have an awesome week filled with favor, God dreams, Mm. lots of love and presence, and amazing peace. Mm. See you. Okay, bye. Bam, bam, bam.